Big Sloth. I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. And this is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver linings. And we are finishing off movies starring and or about Wrestler Month uh, with the only movie we could end it off with, the Hulk Hogan classic, No Holds Barred. And we have with us our guest, uh, independent wrestling superstar, Eel O'Neill. Howdy, y'all. Good friend of ours from doing improv in the Baltimore world. Now he's taking the wrestling world by storm. And we're here to talk about just the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> oh, wow. That clip, man. There's no other clip you could have picked. No, it, th- that was the thing. So I was watching the movie and I was trying to decide what am I going to play? And obviously that scene happens and you're like, that would be kind of funny. But you're, I, like, I really tried to be open to the possibility but what else would you pick? There's name another scene that is as memorable as that. There's not one. Uh, I think the the funniest aspect of this is that like there's Hulk Hogan is supposed to be like a really really Rip is supposed to be a really really great hero in this, and it feels like he's murdering people left and right. <laughs> I, I, I know it's not like it's not expressly stated, and I know in like the early '90s, late '80s, that's not it, it, like they, they they weren't counting body counts for like heroes and stuff like this. But like, as a professional wrestler, I know that part of the professional wrestling business is the protection business, and it's, <laughs> or like Rip is a, a murdering sociopath. Well, for sure, Zeus is dead at the end. And well, all, yeah, that goes without saying. And yeah. also the promoter guy is electrocuted to death. <laughs> wild. That was the, that's the wildest aspect of it. Is because like, okay, I get they're bad guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. In this world, wrestling's real boy. And like wrestling is is actual fighting inside of a ring where men wear tights and they just go at it. Uh the leap to be like like the leap to be like okay so like his opponent is is he's going too far and he needs he needs to so we got to kill him it's like okay yeah we'll do it it's like and the guy who uh who is the cat for all of this the promoter we're gonna electrocute him (laughs) we're gonna shock him why Uh, well we should just get rid of both of them you know characters feel too intertwined i they were shooting for a sequel is my is my thinking so was Kurt Fuller going to come back with electricity powers? Is that? <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, I don't think they were sh- I, like, if you're going to kill, if you're going to kill Zeus, you, you, you leave the promoter alive. Cause then you can have a no holds barred too. Where he finds a different guy. Exactly. A bigger, and- badder, meaner guy. 
Or if you're going to kill someone with electricity, why not kill Zeus with electricity? That's see, that's the artistic, that's the actual artistic choice. But I don't think that's what they were shooting for when they uh, when they wrote the movie. Also. See, well, I was just going to say, too, I was almost hoping for, and this is way too ambitious for this movie, but, like, I kind of wanted a version where Zeus turned on the promoter because, yeah. like, it felt like he was way too comfortable and that sort of, like, Bane, Dark Knight Rises kind of vibe of, like, that you think you have power over me. Like, I really wanted Zeus to just get fed up with, like, I'm not, why do I need you? Because yeah. you're, you're of, like, you're of use. The, the weirdest thing to me, my, before I've seen this movie, I, I saw this movie, um, Years ago, years and years ago, uh, but obviously as a lifelong wrestling fan and as a professional wrestler, I've, I've seen this movie multiple times. Uh, the craziest aspect of it to me is that before I saw Zeus in No Holds Barred, I had seen him in wrestling wrestling. Right. Yeah. So, oh, the character Zeus. Oh, yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense. I guess they were doing some promotional stuff for the movie. And then when he died at the end, I was like, Whoa, what? <laughs> What, like even if they were trying to keep kayfabe alive it's like okay so the movie is hulk but hulk's not hulk and then this character zeus who actually is in the real wrestling world is is the same zeus should he be dead and not wrestling yeah the wildest thing with that is that like the whole angle was pitched based on the fact that uh, the actual actor, Tom Lister, Tiny Lister, uh, who also went by Tiny Zeus Lister for a long time. Yeah, he got Zeus like attached to his name and it did not go away. I knew him as Zeus Tiny Lister. Like that's how when I saw him in like the Fifth Element Friday. or Friday, like that was to me, he was Zeus Tiny Lister. Too many. It's too many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the angle uh, was that he felt that he shouldn't have done the job to Hogan in the movie. And he wanted to prove to Hogan in a real wrestling ring that he could beat him. Oh, okay. Which honestly, that's a you good angle. To, but also, yeah. if you try to do the kayfabe of that, of like the meta meta ness of like, <laughs> we're going to acknowledge that the movie was fake, but I really want to fight you because I, of what happened yeah. in the movie. And you, to be fair, now that actually might work because there's a sort of meta textual. Uh, yeah. Of, Actual re relaxation of yeah. suspension belief that people are totally willing to engage in in the wrestling world. Then, when people like were still like throwing D batteries at like Roddy Piper because <laughs> he really heated up that night, like, come on, guys. Yeah, throwing battery acid at Bobby Heenan. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm gonna kill him. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Bruiser Brody's getting stabbed in in, in uh, Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, man. The, it's not it's not going to work because people don't really they don't have a separation between real and fake right now. Right. Well, and the fact that, I mean, Rip was so close to Hulk Hogan, like different I, colors. I, and it, I mean, he just doesn't he, he's not. It's the same not to not to talk about a different movie, but it's the same as High Noon at Mega Mountain. Like, yeah, like only the only difference being that in High Noon in High Noon at Mega Mountain, I think. Hulk makes a joke about him being like bald. Like he like has a wig on and then he takes that wig off and is like, Oh, like he right. actually bald. Um, but I, he just can't act. Well, he can't act because Sterling, if you see any of the Sterling silver and the Sterling gold stuff from before, yeah. it's absolutely, you know, it's trash. 
but like when he really gets into like the Holster brother, uh, I like he's there, he's in it, he's locked in. I'll just say uh, his his finest work is Gremlins too. If people haven't seen it, like that, and I'm not even kidding, that is everything I want from him in a movie appearance. Like I think he nails that. You need him. You need him hulking up. <laughs> yeah. You need. Give, well, you know something, Gremlin yeah. dudes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something like that. I don't need anything else. Don't talk after that, Hulk. Yeah. In fact, leave the film. And then they're like, oh no really let's really center and do a deep dive on this really really great this really really great guy yeah i would i i do love to i think two of my favorite things of them like just changing it slightly are one they couldn't do like red and yellow so they did yeah. white and blue yeah yeah with the red with shirt which so has a rip him gesture yeah which is a, I, that was the other thing yeah that it's a, he can't do like any of his classic like the hand to the ear or pointing to the yeah. crowd so he does a very awkward like hand gesture they had to think of something for him i'm sure on, i'm sure it was on the day they were like hey hulk and he was like can i just like you know give him this and they were like no because it's not hulk <laughs> it's not he's not terry it's not hulk and he's like oh well uh, <laughs> rip him yeah <laughs> And the fact that it's like the I love you sign with just the index finger bent a little bit. Yeah. Rip them. Rip them. So, rip them. Okay, man. I get Yeah, that's it. All right. That's what we're going to do. Go wrestle demolition axe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. I, I don't want to jump ahead to silver linings, but also his fashion in this movie is great. Like oh. I, no notes on any outfit in any scene. The the it, dinner scene with the suit with the like all white suit with the button and no tie. Like even the rip em, to be one hundred percent honest, even the rip 'em shirt. Yeah, uh, is like it's a badass shirt. <laughs> yeah, I I, ha I had considered multiple times buying the rip 'em shirt on. I same. It's <laughs> good. Like the 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 light blue with mm -hmm. the white lettering is like. It was a good design. It just shouldn't have been Hulk. Yeah. It should a different wrestler, or maybe not even maybe an actor. Yeah, or just had him be Hulk Hogan. Like have it not be fictional. Like be like, oh, this is a this is a Hulk Hogan. My, I just I, the, like I, in the way the Beatles did Hard Day's Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that, know, just have it be a Hulk Hogan movie. Yeah, like oh no, it's just the character Hulk because he's he said. He said in the in the infamous uh, Gawker trial, uh, he said Hulk Hogan is a you know is a is a character. Hulk Hogan has a ten inch penis. Terry Bollea does not have a ten inch penis. Which might uh, be the the pen like that might be when our court system peaked. The fact that that is on the record in a trial. Not just he did, not just he was he sued gawker he won he won well yeah. also here's the thing like everything else about the guy aside kind of a brilliant legal strategy <laughs> yes yeah it's genius imagine imagine seeing this film when it originally premiered and then taking a time machine to now <laughs> just looking up hulk hogan and saying what's that guy doing i just saw the movie what kind of tape? <laughs> what kind of pasta restaurant? <laughs> pasta mania, brother. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, oh. never has there been a guy that like, yeah, the 80s were so his decade. And then just everything subsequent has been worse and worse. 
he's in every way the antithesis to Dwayne the Rock. Johnson. Yes, yeah, just mm-hmm. keeps getting worse with age. Who <laughs> had to in any way create a through line of two characters fictionally? And and the the funny thing about Hulk is you'd be like if you were writing it, you'd be like, eh, it's a little, it's a stretch, Pat. It's a long walk. <laughs> it's a long walk. This is season five, and he's getting in trouble for for a there's a sex tape with his friend, a radio TV host. What's that guy's name, though? That guy has like a grounded name, I'm sure. Because yeah, it's totally normal name, so. Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> it, look, come on, come on, man! You got to. Like, re- I mean, we all have an uncle, Bubba the Love Sponge, don't we? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Does it get leaked? Yeah, it does get leaked. By who? The website Gawker. Oh. <laughs> What happens? He gets really sad and he kind of goes into a period of self-reflection. No! A man there helps him and he sues Gawker and he wins! Yeah. And then he says the N-word a bunch of times. The N-word in the sex tape as Pillow Talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's unreal. It's unreal. He's the antithesis of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Where... I truth, truthfully believe, unless we find out that Dwayne J- The Rock Johnson is um, is a vampire and is murdering people and like drinking baby blood, he's going to be the president of the United States. Oh, he's going to be the president. There's a non-zero possibility of yes. that, for he's, sure. He's yeah. going to be the president of the United States. Like, I feel like that's one of those like jokes that just keeps yeah. getting more and more serious. Trump, right? It's like, oh, yeah. he's not going to And then like... In 20 years, it's going to be like President Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't. Hulk Hogan could not run for class president and no. win. No, no, no. no. I, I still think, like, not to get too far down on the the Rock thing, but like one yeah. of the things that we talk about on the other podcasts I do is just how funny it is in the Fast and the Furious movies that there was that moment where the rest of the, the original cast w- like saw The Rock stealing this franchise from them, and like Tyrese was like, "It's either me or him," and it was like, "What?" Like what? How do you think this is gonna go, <laughs> dude? Dude, do you want a paycheck or not? Yeah, let the rock and, just have the series. And yeah. who's gonna choose Tyrese for anything? Any, anything. Yeah, just be like I would be glad if I was like, lucky. If enough I need to a be... bald black guy to make bad R and B songs, I'm still not picking Tyrese. Yeah, pick Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Over <laughs> I'd still pick Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Hey, that Wyclef song that the Rock did is great. Like, oh, it's it's classic. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Fantastic. Like, it's, I listen to it sometimes. I, I do can, too. <laughs> I've considered coming out to it multiple times. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I, yeah. I've been like, is it too on the nose? Is that like too tacky? If I came out, <laughs> it doesn't matter with the rock in it. And like the answer is yes, but I've considered it enough to be like, Hmm, that's a pretty okay song. You should and do it. You should definitely do it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, it's better than I think Wyclef's built up enough goodwill in the music world that <laughs> it I mean, I, the carnival is a classic album. It's great. You know, so any any of the Fuji's music that he's done so much good in the world that it was I mean it was like it was like Carlos Santana went in like in the 90s right like right and like he had hit I mean he had just hit so many like he had done so great that like when we were getting the smooth it was like all right it's like fine do a song with Michelle Branch we'll- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can have it man you you're what am I gonna tell you yeah I'm not gonna say no to Carlos Santana uh, yeah 
People should have said no to Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon for this one, though. Probably. Yes. Well, uh, do you guys have do you guys have like the through line of of the way that it was uh, like the production of it? Well, one of my favorite things that I did see was that Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon apparently took they were not happy with the script and they they themselves did a pass. So like what we saw was after the two of them like really worked on. It was definitely a weekend in a sleazy motel with a bunch of coke and they did a pass. All of the romantic stuff. That's all Hulk. You can tell. Yeah. All of the all of the romance stuff. First off, the the sheer fact I mean, this is the 80s in general, but the sheer fact that that absolutely lovely woman had to do anything in his proximity is like so unfortunate. Well, can we also like can we talk about how nonsensical it is? So they're having their dinner and it's like it's almost leading to something of like they're having this dinner and it's like he's are these are the people that love him. They're in a diner like she's she's cold towards him, but she's starting to warm up towards him. And then. There's a robbery, which yeah. is just such a bizarre, like out of left field thing. Then they, he takes down the gunman. Nobody calls the police or ties them up or anything. They just leave them on the ground. But then she's like, oh, OK, like now I see you in a different light. And I'm like, OK, so we turn that corner. And then immediately in the next scene, they're in the hotel and she hates him again. And I'm like, so you you almost had her have like an emotional change. And then she's back to just being terrible again. They they don't. I mean, they just like it's clear. Like you said, it's a hotel room filled with cocaine, just pile. OK, thighs of biceps and just they're snorting it. And they're like, OK, so what if uh, they're eating? And the robbers come in, and it's like, like it's such a like, yes, that's what we're doing, pal. <laughs> that film, it's such a dad idea. Like, brother, I gotta show that I'm that I'm tough. Like, this wrestling stuff, it's real, real, real tough stuff. You know what I'm t- talking about? So these robbers come in, and they have guns, and I I kill them. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely kills them. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And Vince the whole time is like doing bicep curls and then in between lines of coke and it's like, yeah, pal, that's that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And the the thing is, that's not the only time like she's in jeopardy in three different scenes. That's the first one. Then there's the guy that's just trying to grab her like in the the parking garage. And right. And Hogan has to chase that guy down on a motorcycle. Yeah, it's I mean, it's just him. It really seems like it's like a coke adult fantasy. Oh, yeah film is a professional wrestling <laughs> adult fantasy and that is coming from a person who understands that professional wrestling is an art form that is essentially just a coke ridden <laughs> yes <laughs> like a coke yeah it's fantasy it's every kid who's like man i love superheroes what if i could be one uh-huh. and, and then and then and then it's the he's he's the kid who you're like okay so like i'm i have to be the bad guy so like you get to be the hero so like i put you in jail and it's like oh but i have a laser that melts iron bars and then and okay so like yeah i uh, like I, I shoot you with my free oh i have a heat thing inside of my suit like it's like yeah. These iron bars are laser proof. So uh, it's like, uh, everything about Rip is just absolutely ridiculous, and it makes him. It, it doesn't, like you said, Joel. The 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 fashion is the only thing that I was like, well, this is kind of ingratiating me to. Oh no, the the fashion is sincerely great. I when he's in the board meeting and he's just like wearing his like bandana and his like spandex <laughs> he's, clothes. He's dressed like Daredevil in a dark period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
any of these fashion choices are like truthfully like now that I'm in my thirties and I just kind of want to wear whatever I want to wear. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Man. Also, you, Zeus, you know that that was Hogan's actual wardrobe. So. Oh yeah. Most oh, yeah. And that's the best. That's the best part. It's like, Oh man, he really, like, he kind of, he's kind of stunting, man. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Wow. Also, I, I'm a fan of Zeus's outfit for their final confrontation too that's like it looks like a diy like road warriors thing that he's got going like aluminum foil shoulder pads like totally looks like he made it himself and i love yeah, it had to be had been done by props on the day but <laughs> it looks like it was made on the day where like he i'm sure and i'm sure tiny threw a fit i'm sure tiny was like hey brother uh he gets to come out and he gets to look all cool uh what about me i'm supposed to be the big bad and they're like oh well, Mr. Lister's complaining about ball. So throw, uh, you see those football pads? Uh, throw some and like kind of zhuzh them up and then give them to him and really pump it up for him. <laughs> yeah, we've had this the entire time. What if we convince Tiny Lister that dressing up in a kid's robot costume is super badass? <laughs> I mean, he went he went for the unibrow, so I think he'll go oh, for yeah. it. Imagine the power in that being a director of a film and knowing that the biggest, scariest man, apparently they hit each other a couple of times, for real. The biggest, scariest man in the whole wide world. If you could convince him to dress up like a very, very, very bad RoboCop outfit. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, Tiny Lister is legit one of the most intimidating looking people in the history of the world. Yeah, he look. He, I mean, he look. The the reason that he got those parts is because he did look in, uh, like a very intimidating man. Apparently, he was wonderful. Uh, uh, golly, the uh, when he passed away, I think the the Hardys told some kind of story where they were at some wrestling thing and they were like they were at some con and like they saw Tiny and they're like, "Yo, can we get your autograph?" And he like popped because he was like, "Oh wow." <laughs> Like, you guys want my autograph? I want your autograph. And he was, like, so nice. Um, but, yeah, he looks like he could crush your skull with his bare hands. Yeah. Yeah. No, and like, it's, it's this movie is so dumb, but even it can't mess up the shot of him entering. Like, when no, he first shows no. up, it's great. Like, you can't. There's yeah. zero chance to mess that up. You just point the camera at him. It's, yeah. And when he absolutely murks Stan Hansen, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Yeah. yeah. That sounds absolutely right. I think it's annoying. There's such a, the, the real, if you're making this movie now, the real person who you're like, oh, we really got to highlight is Zeus. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the shame. The thing that they missed is that Tiny Lister is a good actor. Like if you actually look at his oh. later stuff, I mean, first yeah. of all, Fifth Element, just a role, oh. like no, does not depend on his size. Is ju He's just playing the president. And he's no, like fantastic. you needed someone like Zeus to play Debo, but you did not need someone like Zeus to play the president in Fifth yeah. Element. Or no, incredible. He does an incredible job. It's like he's really talented. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's zero character development in this movie yeah. for him. <laughs> it's like the not to, not to mention another film, but it's like the same the same problem in uh, Big Trouble in Little Ch China. Like the joke is that obviously you know, Jack in that movie isn't the actual hero of the film. It's the other guy. But that guy is incredible. It's like, he's he's a really great actor. We could really, like, we could highlight him. I mean, I get it. It's like, you want, you know, you want the joke, but like, this guy's great too. It's like, you could just be pointing at Tiny the entire time. Be like, I mean, like, I know he's the bad guy of the story, but like, we could do more scenes with Tiny. I mean, one less, uh, one less threat of death with a woman. 
Yeah, you could have probably flipped the roles and had Hogan play Zeus and Tiny play Rip, and it would have been a better movie. It definitely would, would have been a better movie. <laughs> Hogan would have felt good because his, his ego would have been stroked because he would have been like, oh, I am the, like, oh, I'm playing the biggest, toughest, scariest man in the whole wide world. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah, it's a it's an infinitely better movie. Also, put Zeus in all of the outfits. Like, let him oh dress. god, yeah. yeah Tiny we, Lister would have worn the shit out of that white suit. Oh my god, yeah. Crushed. That would in the, the black and red all spandex outfit. Yeah, it's unreal. Fashion forward. I'm telling you, the eighties, the late eighties, early nineties, just a great time for for men's clothing because guys just did not have. I think toxic masculinity as far as baggy clothes just hadn't been it hadn't been pushed on men yet. So I mean you could just wear you could just wear anything. Have you seen like all the Jackie Chan outfits from like that time period? It's like, ah, oh, these are great. He's killing it. Dude, anything Eddie Murphy ever wore on stage. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. He looks ridiculous and in the best way possible. It's like, dude, you gotta wear. I mean, you as soon as you see it, you have to be like, Yeah, I gotta buy it. Yeah. I gotta buy it. Also, I mean, this is adjacent, and I I hate to take it here, but I I don't think we can get through the show without at least me addressing this for myself. Of like, why is there so much of pantsless Hulk Hogan in this movie? Like, <laughs> it's him. Yeah, it's him. the exact same thing that happens in JCVD movies, where it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, we need to give something for the ladies, and somebody <laughs> on set has to has to say at some point, Hulk, you're not. What women would do. No, nobody even women that might sleep with you don't want to see a close up of your ass in these like underwear tights. I don't even know what they are. Like No, like Hulk Hogan is no one's type. No. No. I, I would assume that people who have had sex with Hulk Hogan have had sex with him because he is famous and un unyieldingly large. Like there's a man, uh, like there's there's a woman out there who sees him as a man and goes, he looks like an a literal mountain i guess that's what's happening tonight <laughs> like i gotta see what this is all about yeah yeah like i gotta ride i guess i gotta ride the roller coaster once but <laughs> lordy lordy terry the one thing i can promise you nobody's coming to to uh no holds barred for the sex appeal no <laughs> no like it's yeah hulk hogan has never been anyone's type. No, will never be anyone's type. No, out there who's like, like, even at even in his prime, when he was, when he still had a good amount of hair, and was a little bit less hot dog colored, <laughs> there could not have been a woman who looked at him first and went like, "Wow, that's really it for me." Like a lot of other top wrestling stars. Like, I believe that Ric Flair was someone's type. I get oh, it. yeah. No, Ric Flair is someone's type now. Like, yeah. <laughs> that dude's you know, like, been married, that, like, like, what, five times? Like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, I believe that maybe not with how ridiculous The Rock has become physically now, but yeah. The Rock is someone's type. Oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah, well, like, like, Prime Rock was definitely somebody's type. Yeah. The Rock in his prime, I guarantee. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, w women must have been throwing them, throwing themselves at him. Um, the who, uh, 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 oh my God, uh, the uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, Bruno San Martino. Yes. If you've looked, at, if you've looked at Bruno, 
women. So you were someone's type. Yeah, women. I, I guarantee you that there were plenty of women. A barrel-chested, like handsome Italian man. Yeah. Yes, that is someone's type today. Even, yeah. Even like Stone Cold, you know, shaved head, well, goatee, nineties, like jean shorts, t-shirt guy who can chug beer. That's someone's type. Like yeah. Roddy Piper, definitely someone's type. Yeah. You can look, but like Hulk Hogan, and it's because he's a cartoon character. Yeah. Ob- obviously. Vince McMahon likes cartoon characters, but looking at Hulk Hogan, it's like, yeah, that's a, that's a cartoon man. That's not real. He's not a real human. Yeah. He's basically Popeye. Like, I mean, he's just live action Popeye. Yeah. 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 For lack of a better word. Cause even like John Cena who has muscles in places, most people don't have places. is still someone's type. Yeah. I could see if I went through a mall, I could see, John Cena walking through it, and I'd be like, "That man." If I didn't know, if I didn't know who he was, I'd say, "That man is a very large, strong man. He's a very large, strong man. He looks normal, especially now with his hair." Yeah. Um, if I saw Hulk Hogan, I would say, "What is is that? What is that? <laughs> what is that balding Yeti doing? <laughs> <laughs> who shaved a Yeti and let him in here? <laughs> this alopecia having Sasquatch." <laughs> Walking through is walking to borders. <laughs> Everything about him suggests not human. Yeah, like whether it's like an animal or like an alien, or he just looks like something that's not human trying to pass as a human. <laughs> it does. It's like oh no, it's not. like some alien that's like just that much bigger than a human form. So like that's the best it could do. Yeah, yeah, he, it can transform, but it can't transform that much. It's like okay, so I'm eight feet tall, so I guess I can compress this like six. Six four, like that, and then I'm supposed to have hair, so I guess I really focus. Kind of it's like, oh, it's only in some spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this very strange handlebar mustache. And I need to be a human skin color, so let me do that. I did it right. This is the humans <laughs> are this color, right? This burnt, oh, this auburn, yeah, this burnt sienna. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ugh. <laughs> no, he, he is. I mean, they talk about like the cartoon world of wrestling and it's because of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, most definitely. They were, I mean, they're like, uh, he is just totally indicative of that, especially like just appearance wise. I think there were a lot of wrestlers who, if they didn't have like makeup or gimmick on, you'd be like, oh, that's just a big man. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. a big thing. But Hulk- yeah, I feel like, you know, like I would, if I walked past like The Undertaker, just walking around normal, like that's a big dude. Yeah. That's- but that's a gigantic biker man, which yes, is right. In fact, is you know what I mean. Uh, and then when he puts on the costume and pretends to be a zombie wizard, you're like, oh, he's a zombie wizard who who tombstones people and says rest in peace. He's called the Undertaker. Like it, it all fits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Glenn Jacob in his politics uh, has clearly made himself look like a, he is he is a normal looking huge man. Yep. You know other than I mean? being seven feet tall. <laughs> but he looks like someone's father like right Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan doesn't look like he's sired progeny even though I know he has multiple children you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah right oh you have kids <laughs> yeah it aided with you <laughs> it, it's baffling it is it's it's the and the I think the thing about the movie is that it's like Despite, despite Hulk Hogan, it has charm mm-hmm. in some spots. 
And I think that's that's due to everybody around him. And I mean, it's obviously it's like you got to people work with what they work with and they get into, you know, you get you get cast in a movie and you're like, OK, I'm in this movie and I'm getting a paycheck. And then you're like, OK, so I see what kind of movie this is. Yeah, it's I mean. I don't know. Have we lambasted this movie enough? Should we talk about what's good about it? Can I can I say just one more thing? And then yes, we, you can. Then we can I, yeah, then we can move on to silver linings. But I will not get out of the maligning portion without calling out the fact that it was called the Battle of the Tough Guys because that okay, made yeah, that's me a laugh great point. That's so the hardest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, but you don't you don't have to you don't have to think about it. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know you you know what I mean? I mean like legitimately in a hotel room full of coke. When you're when you're yacked, <laughs> you, you just got yayo for dayo. And fine, we'll find that. That is so. That is so. That reeks of. We'll find a better name tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Just At, write it down. Oh no, we're seven hours late. <laughs> we have ribs. Let's take them to the office. And walk in and pretend like we're big and confident men yeah. who did not get high on cocaine all day. It's Look, like, if we yeah, say, pal, a... it's the battle of the tough guys. Look, Vince, They're really say... tough. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, just say it confidently and they won't know. They just won't know. We'll just it's tough guys. Just stare at them. Just say battle of the tough guys and stare them down. They won't call us out. It's the battle of the tough guys. <laughs> Clash of the Titans. <laughs> battle of the Titans. Hell, tough enough. <laughs> don't, you don't say the phrase no holds barred in the movie call it no yeah. holds barred uh, this is this is the this is this is our big fight no yeah. holds barred yeah oh my goodness they did it in the movie wow the just the sheer audacity you're yeah. right yeah, Thank just you. call it no yeah, holds even barred. if you're pitching it as an alternate wrestling league, why not it be our league is no holds barred? Yeah. It's pure violence personified. Especially great. It's supposed to be because it's because they're selling it as real, because it's not like, oh hey, uh this is there's a level of this that is fake. I mean, it's like it's like the and a lot of wrestling movies kind of exist in that world unless they're dramas, you know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, so we want to do a movie but we want to do like a comedy or a, an action thing and a lighthearted. So I guess we kind of be like, oh, look, there's characters. But like when we get into the ring, it's real. Like, uh, I'm, did you guys do right? You guys did Ready to Rumble. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Ready to Rumble plays plays that exact thing where it's like, OK, so like, look, there's backstage politics like in real wrestling. And then Jimmy gets screwed. And then it's like, oh, but like now he's got to really, really fight for the championship. which doesn't make any sense. I mean, he should be dead. <laughs> well, maybe that's maybe that's a pivot point since you brought it up, because I was curious about this, too. Is the world of wrestling as presented in this movie more cohesive than Ready to Rumble? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you have a lot of characters and a lot of egos who have or a lot of people who play characters who have so much ego that they have transformed into like slowly over time mutated into those characters. And now they're stuck in that mindset of like the most ridiculous thing that I can do at any point in time is the correct choice. Even when I'm like doing my taxes, uh, 
so so it turns into this kind of big ridiculous world that's why everybody's always like oh man wrestling it's gonna be wrestling um, yeah but uh i haven't seen anyone kill anyone yet and i'm still really knock on wood hoping i don't ever see anyone get electrocuted to death during a uh during a show so yeah i will say anytime anyone's ever been like kayfabe electrocuted it's always looked so dumb yeah a la abdullah the butcher in the I grabbed chamber of horrors and the, gold dust that's yeah that was i was trying to remember that yeah i mean they're, doing car, they're just doing cartoons I, oh yeah just, i have no problem with it even with uh, even with and maybe that's where we went wrong as professional wrestlers maybe getting away from being just gigantic ridiculous unreal cartoons was where we uh was where we uh we went wrong i think it went wrong when everyone stopped having jobs like when there were no more wrestling <laughs> plumbers or you know yeah. wrestling policemen or yeah. well, think about that sheer sheer phenomenon where like for a good amount of time vince mcmahon was like i don't even understand any characters anymore you're a plumber <laughs> and you're a dentist and uh we'll figure something out you're a, you're a literal tugboat. <laughs> you're a typhoon. That's not even. Come you on. used to be a boat. Now you're an actual weather phenomenon. Yeah. Come on. And, and you're gonna tag team with a natural another natural disaster. I think the haze kind of went away. I think he gets he gets into phases. I think that's what happens to Vince. <laughs> and this is one of the movies where he got into a phase, and then obviously he came back to the movie phase with like the WWE studios, uh, the sheer absolutely horrible films yeah. created i will say though the wwe of the late 80s and early 90s like before the like the new generation with the wrestling professions like you knew what every guy's deal was within yeah. 10 seconds of seeing him in a way that you don't you haven't in a long time you have to you have to like like people i just i mean i just think people are so i i the simplicity of being able to have somebody walk out and kind of know, I mean, it's based on, it is based slightly either on stereotypes or archetypes. And I sure he's afraid of getting stuck in a stereotype or archetype, but like, you are right. It is so ready, readily identifiable of a person walks out and they're, you know, they're dressed like a fireman. And then some guy walks out and he's dressed like, like, uh, he's, like he's dressed like a pirate or something and he's mean and nasty or he's dressed like a trash man and he's dirty. Uh, and it's like, Oh, he's the bad guy. Cause he's nasty, dirty trash man. And right. handsome firefighter boy is the good guy. And there have been both wrestling firefighters and wrestling trash men. Yeah. Yes. That's a real thing. Almost. But, but even like, like take like a ravishing Rick rude. Yeah. You knew exactly what his deal was. Yeah, Cause he's just so horny. Yeah. Yeah. And has the best abs ever. Yeah. And Matt, I, I mean, really, the idea of just being like, hey, my gimmick is that I'm really. Have you seen, have you guys seen that clip of him coming out? And they must have hired a woman in the crowd or something. But he's coming out and he's doing the, the hip thrust thing. And there's a woman in the crowd and she like full on, like hard style licks her lips. Like, <laughs> yeah. Acted the like the big spectacle. Like they had to have given her money or something. S something. Or she, or like we were saying, Rick Rude might have just been her yeah. type. <laughs> he could have been. Yeah, really could have yeah. been. But no, I, I do think that that speaks to something to it, not to get too far off on this tangent, because we do oh. need to pivot back to, to the yeah. silver linings. But we were sort of talking about this before we actually started recording of like, I think that's something with wrestling now of it, it asks, like, it's harder to just 
get into wrestling. And I think that that's one of the reasons is that like eighties wrestling, you could randomly put it on for the first time and you knew who the guys were. And then also, I think the other thing is the commentary taught you a lot more about wrestling. It would say like, they're, they're a lot more like reticent to like say what the moves are or actually call the match. So it's like the part where they like, I think they forgot that like this might be someone's first wrestling show. So they need to understand who the people are, what's happening. Yeah, what the dynamics in general are. What is what is actually happening where any other show will give you like, a, hey, this happened last week. So, you know, this is what's going on. Yeah, there's no attempt to like, if this is your first episode, good luck. Like, I hope you're yeah. watching with a friend. Un- unless it's reminding you what happened five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. They're real good at letting you know what happened earlier in the show you're currently watching. Yes. But heaven forbid something happened a month ago that matters. I'm seeing two people engage in combat. I have no idea what's going on or why they are fighting. And this is supposed to be story-based combat. What's happening? What am I looking at? Yeah, somebody who's new to it would just be like, I don't want to watch. Like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to, like, I don't understand it. I can't watch it. Would you, yeah, at least, like, at some point, you know, back in the day, it might have been like, oh, well, pirates don't like trash men. Okay, I got it. That makes sense. I guess. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure there's a reason why pirates don't like trash men. Yeah. I'm going to watch to figure out why. (laughs) This guy who loves snakes hates this horny guy. Yeah. All right. Well, that was something wife wasn't it yeah there was there was there were layers to that one this horny guy wants to fuck this snake man's wife (laughs) so bad tale as old as time snake man and snake man no snake man is not having it He is nobody's cuck. Yeah. Yeah. Snake man will not let horny boy fuck his wife. That's perfect storytelling it's very easy you know it's been a while it's been a while in wrestling since someone has tried to have sex with someone else's wife maybe, maybe it's time you know? no bob, bob lashley and, uh, and rusev and lana you know oh, what? that's right you yeah. know what uh, you, you got me there you're right yep yeah. there's always everything is old as new again <laughs> Everything's old. all right let's polish this turd and and find out what the silver linings are i mean we already said um, one we, so we already said the fashion fashion just yeah. to reiterate yes yeah. Um, introducing Tiny Lister to the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's got to count. Yeah. 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 You, Even though he wasn't like underutilizing in this him. movie. But yeah. yeah. Not enough of him underutilized. But yeah, he's in it and he's great. So yeah. but this is this movie is why he was able to do Friday and was able to do the other movies he did. Yes. Like this was this is what introduced him to the world. Like that's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, I'm always going to love Kurt Fuller, who played the evil businessman. Yeah. No, Kurt Fuller was good casting for evil businessman. And, you know, he he's that's his niche, you know, like he did it in Ghostbusters, too. He did it in Wayne's World. He does it here and he's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne's World is nice because he has the change of heart. So you get to see the right. So you get to see the. Yeah. Yeah. The full like the full. Well, I mean, they you know, every once in a while, they'll kind of you got to swerve them. So it has to be like, oh, he plays an evil businessman, plays an evil businessman. This one has a heart. Good. Hey, there we go. You can see the different. can see the different shades of them. That woman, unfortunately, what what is that actress's name? 
I thought she was absolutely wonderful with the little bit she was with the little bit she was given. Because literally, the only thing that she has to do in that thing is be like, "Oh, Rip, save me! Oh, Rip, you're so like like give him a hard time for a little bit, little bit, and then be like, Rip, Rip, you're like you're so great." Um, Joan Severance is her name. Joan Severance. She had anything else? I I literally am shooting on my phone. Otherwise, I would I would. Yeah, no, she um she did a lot of like cinemax type stuff oh no i mean she was in bird on a wire with yeah that's Goldie true Hawn. that's legit yeah and so. and kurt russell right yeah yep so so that was probably your biggest one but yeah no I, I i agree with you that i liked her i also devoid of all of the context of everything else i did think the splitting the room in half like with the bed sheet so they could sleep on opposite sides of the bed, especially when it turned out that Kurt Fuller was the reason they were stuck in a hotel room. Everything around it was garbage, but I thought there was a decent idea in that scene of like them. It was almost a good character moment for Hulk Hogan undercut immediately by him taking his pants yeah. off and doing pushups. But like that initial idea of he split the room in half with the bed sheet, like to be chivalrous, to be like, I'm not going to put the moves on you, even though there's one bed like I thought there was a neat idea there that probably wasn't super well executed. But. Well, so so that's my yeah, that's my thinking. The original script probably had Rip being Better. a guy who just seemed like a doof because he's a doof, right? He's a yeah. professional. Trust me, we all are. So he, so he he you know he's there and he's a bit of a brute, and she's like this big dumb idiot. I don't want to spend any time with him, and then. Slowly but surely, she realized, like, one after one fight, you know, where he's like, hey, I'm going to defend your honor. I'm sure, she, like, in the script, she was like, oh, actually, you're kind of a nice guy. Uh, for some reason, they do, you know, five, where she gets kidnapped, and then a man with, like, a curly mustache dies into train tracks, and <laughs> Hulk Hogan stops the train and, you know, chases him on a motorcycle. But, like, yeah, there is something in there that's, like, Cause they, cause they, what is it? Is it his brother? His brother? His brother gets beat up by yeah. uh, Kurt Fuller, aka Brell. Yeah, man. But you do see some moments of tenderness, kind of like like a moment or two of tenderness, like there too. Oh, like, when he starts crying in the the hospital, like with his brother, like tears yeah. streaming well, down his face. His brother, whose affliction is he's normal sized. <laughs> yeah, his brother, who which is played like he has polio. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, bro. Whoa. Oh, brother, you're just you're just too small. Well, in Hogan's mind, if he was any less than six two, yeah. two hundred forty pounds, he would be essentially sickly. Well, uh, and I know that we're supposed to be silver lining it, but the crazy thing is that that actor Mark Pellegrino plays a tough in The Big Lebowski. Of course, Mark Pellegrino, who has had an amazing career. Like, yeah, he he's one of the two guys who roughs up The Big Lebowski. He was Jacob in Lost. He's the guy on the island, the, like the reveal of a god in Lost. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the fact that he's little brother in this is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's... He's probably had the best career of anybody in this cast. Yeah. And bizarrely, he so uh, side note, I interviewed him at one point for the site. He loved this experience. He thought it was great. He loved working with Hulk Hogan. He said he was actually delightfully surprised by how emotional Hogan got in the scene where he cried. Had a wonderful time. It was one of his first movies that he ever did. He felt uncomfortable. Thought, thought Hogan carried him and he did. So so that's oh. a silver lining. I think that counts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't 
you know, it's it's small um, small stakes too because he didn't realize the Mark didn't realize the career he was going to have. You know, right now, yeah. So like <clears throat> to him, he was just there, and he was like, eh, "This is like whatever kind of movie, blah blah blah, blah blah blah." Um, well, this this is a movie like this movie is an easy pitch, I think, in 1990. Yes. Yes, it is. It is Hulk Hogan, great star, because uh, Hulk Hogan was everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like Hulk Hogan, he's everywhere. Um, he was legit one of the most recognizable people in the world at that time. Yeah, big, uh, big tough fights, cool, cool, cool. Um, we're doing like the world of pro wrestling, which like within nine years became the most watched art form for at least two years mm-hmm. after. Yeah. So like, like clearly wrestling stock was on the rise and somebody got wise of it and was like, man, look, really, this movie is not going to cost, uh, it's not going to cost like five cents to make, you know, we just make it, uh, whatever, whatever, uh, let the crazy wrestle man have, uh, changes he to have. Let and- him growl at someone and say dookie. Yeah. <laughs> dookie. Dookie. Which can we so uh, and and I know that you weren't here for our when we did our Ready to Rumble show, but we had Jonathan Davenport on and he introduced the idea of a guy who did a poop pass on Ready to Rumble. And so I want to ask the question, is this the origin story of that guy? Is Dookie the first appearance of like, like and, ah, poop jokes? Yeah. And then it was just like, you know what? You know what would have saved this movie? More poop jokes. I should have pushed harder. There's the butt thing in the with the with the drink. There's the the porta potties that they do. Um, golly, I'm trying to think of all the poop jokes and, and ready to run. Oh, there's a lot. So yeah, many. yeah. We yeah, we went through so them. many. Yeah, like it's there's a lot of poop jokes in Ready to Rumble. <laughs> Gee. Um, Gee. But yeah, so that's a silver lining. Maybe maybe the origin story of the origin uh, of the poop pass of the poop doctor. He, this is where you got to start. <laughs> Oh, to me, to me, he's a British sophisticate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm right and he gets the script and he says, "Like, hey, so I'll have it to you by Tuesday." <laughs> I definitely no, the he- way that I envisioned it in the last one was like Elf, like Peter Dinklage and Elf. Like he just comes in, <laughs> he's got the notebook, like he's there for an hour, and you got to have the temperature set exactly how he wants it. You know, like limo waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> He could still be British and be that guy. Oh, he could definitely be British. I hope he's British. The type of guy who spells feces, F-A-E-C-E-S. <laughs> Poop has a U somehow. Somehow. <laughs> All right. the, the, only, the only other, I think, silver lining that I can say for this film is that it's given a lot of people a great opportunity to, like, laugh a movie you know what i mean like the yeah so the movie is so bad that it's good in that way like this movie definitely fits that bill yeah i would agree with that it's not so horrible that it's like okay turn it off it's so bad that it's like what is this movie and well, then like like oh wow it's like, like it makes bold cho- it makes bold choices that's the thing i think it actually Age has helped it because now that it is this weird artifact movie of a different time when you could just do a bunch of coke in a hotel room and make this movie, like, it's kind of fun to view through, like, a chaos lens, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
like end of the world. It's like end of the world stuff. This this movie is is chaotic good. I feel like I do. I have one more. I want to give a shout out. Just there were two names of wrestlers that I wrote down because they were so good. Brock Chisler and Lugwrench Perkins are both (laughs) A plus character wrestler names. What is Lugwrench? Lugwrench with an L. Lugwrench. Lug Lugwrench. Lugwrench. Lugwrench Perkins also played by Jeep Swenson, uh, who went on to be Bane and uh, Batman and Robin, who is a wrestler, like who like had a a career as like a he had a cup of coffee in WCW. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's he was Lugwrench Perkins in this movie. The the either tool or food name Jones Perkins (laughs) and Smith. Oh, my, my goodness. Perfect. Yeah. Chop Jones, uh, uh, Jacket Smith, yeah, <laughs> Emma Wilson. <laughs> oh man, I Brock Chisler also because that's not much different from Brock Lesnar, like yeah. almost predicting the existence of Brock Lesnar in that name. <laughs> but that's Brock Lesnar's real name, which right, <laughs> right, he was meant he yeah. was genetically created in a laboratory. One hundred percent. We want to be a murderer, to be <laughs> pure violence personified. Brock Lesnar must have been created. Oh, yeah, think, he's... Now, here's the question. Is Brock Lesnar anyone's type? Sables. Sables. Well, yes, I guess it is <laughs> asked and answered. So, <laughs> You know, um, but even still, big corn-fed jacked meathead like that is definitely someone's type but, but brock lesnar looks like a cartoon wrestler that would be fighting bugs bunny for when sure 100 <laughs> if you look at him because he's a timid guy like he's a timid personality when he was younger he looked softer and i could totally imagine that a woman would be like he is just a big soft corn fed you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan has never looked like a man who a woman would want to have sex with. That's what I'm saying. I does not. Oh, yeah. Unless it was out of pure morbid curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and even when he was 20, he looked 40. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's looked like Hulk Hogan for like when you he has that longevity because he, he's looked like that bad. Yeah. All- yeah, he's aged just laterally. Like, just he looks no different now than he did then. Maybe that's the real key to staying young looking is really jack everything that you have up and then just be like, age. Well, yeah, just considering that when Hogan won his first WWF title, he was 31. Yeah. And he looked the same as he does now. Yes, he looks the exact same as he does now. There's no difference in Hogan now and that looks the same so like what's going on brother <laughs> yeah what did he do Ugh, God. all right what, well what? i well i think we did it i think we definitely <laughs> yeah. did it uh so well first of all thank you so much for joining us for this Thanks, um, how can people see you wrestle and see more of you in their lives um, uh, IWTV, so uh, independent wrestling TV, uh, independent wrestling dot, I think is the website for it. Um, IWTV, um, Fight TV, 
AEW. I've been on some of their events. Um, all my social handles are Eel O'Neill A A H S. That's African American Horror Story Alpha Alpha Horatio Sands. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, African American Horror Story is a freaking great gimmick name. Like that is that is awesome. I love I've I've I love that since I first saw you put it on your social media. I'm like that is good. That is good content right there. Yeah, but um, and uh, that's pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't really indulge in Facebook much anymore because it's a hellscape. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Twitter and uh and internet uh sorry and Instagram are my own internet uh, uh hellscapes of my own making. So uh, <laughs> join me over there. And available for your indie bookings, correct? Like just yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Hi, hire him. Yes. Yeah, book him if you're listening, and you can do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Andy's going to hit us with the classic sign off, and then I think that's it. I want Zeus on my side if I'm fighting a dolphin. <laughs> Silver Linings Playback is a production of HoboTrashCan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. And we give our stamp of Curioso approval to the podcast that you're listening to right now. 